Welcome back, everyone, to another Slab Socks Weekly Slab episode. This is episode 17. We are back in our home state of Wisconsin after a fun trip in Vegas for the Main Collective. Be sure to check out all the Main Collective content that is going to come out throughout this week, next week, the week after. We have many videos to release. And then also we did a Monday live stream live from the casinos uh, with some pterodactyl noises and uh, bells ringing from the, from the slots. But definitely wasn't from Nate or I as uh, we were not winning, I guess, if that's what the winning noises were. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, but we're excited to be back. We've got a great episode for today. And as we're recording this today, it is March 30th. It is Wednesday. And tomorrow, well, today, as you're watching, it, is the last day of the quarter, uh, March 31st. So what today's episode is going to be is looking at the top five best and top five worst investments you could have made in the first quarter of 2022. We also look at the top five selling cards from 2022. And yes, Nate gives quotation marks because of the fact that we use some parameters with this. We pretty much did like the top grades, anything between like a PSA eight and like a, you know, BGS 10 black label SGC 10 pristine and everything between there. And then we did cards that range from $100 to $2,000. Uh, the reason being is because we do like to make these episodes as applicable as possible, as relatable as possible. And uh, for a lot of people out there, I think spending over $2,000 on a card is either a rare occurrence or um, it it just is impossible to do for some people. So we like to keep it between that range for this episode. We also, like I said, are going to share the most five most expensive selling cards of the first quarter of 2022. So we will get some of that high end we, in there as well. We yeah, also we also didn't choose like all of the cards that were up the most type of thing because there's like, you know, hot numbers, uh, Matumbo, PSA 10. Does anybody really like find two- that? There's like a, few, a couple sales and yeah, that's, that's, that's the deal. You know, we, we went through basically, let's say the top 30 of each and picked out five is pretty much what happened. So, uh, but the, I think for good reason, you know, like it's not like they were just going to grab saying it just makes no sense. Like a Luka Doncic in the city hollow from 2020 or 2019 hoops or something like that card just doesn't really mean a whole lot to the market. Or really is a lot to like deduce from that card moving in price, especially if other Luca rookies are dropping. Uh, but there's cards on here that we think make sense. And then on top of that, we will have a Flip Quest 2022 update, and then we might have a Slapstack FC episode for you at the very end. So let's just jump right into it into the top five best investment. Well, actually, should we start with worst or best, Nate? Uh, let's start with worst. All right, we're gonna start start with the top five worst investments of quarter one 2022. The number one. Worst investment of the first quarter of the year, just by our video here. And actually, this was the worst ranked one, wasn't it, Nate? The biggest drop in our in our parameters. The, uh, this the is the drop. 2000. What, what, Nate? Sorry, I said is the top drop. The top drop. I love it. 2009 tops. Crow Matthew Stafford refractor rookie BGS 9.5. Uh, I like. Okay, I don't want to say it's bad. So, if this was you that bought it at the height and sold it at the wor- at the drop, that kind of does stink. But for the fact of using teaching methods, I like to share this because 72% drop from that is February 13th, 2022. And of course, all this data via Card Ladder Pro uh, using their charts there for the first quarter. Seven day free trial in the link in the description if you want to hop on and check it out. Recommend it highly. Uh, but $1,300 on February 13th, 2022 drops 73. And that's right after the Super Bowl drops. Well, actually, is that that's the same day that they won the Super Bowl? I believe that's the same day. That is the same day. Two sales average thirteen hundred. It dropped seventy two percent all the way down to three hundred sixty five on the next auction that sold March sixteenth, twenty twenty two. 
Does this tell you something, Nate? What is the takeaway? Don't buy hype. There is never going to be more hype in a guy than if he just won his first Super Bowl. And if you are buying the day he won his first Super Bowl, there's literally nothing else he can do to prop up his market, which means it's going to go down. At least prop up his market within the next like year or two. Um, well, yeah, yeah, short term, short term. He and even even at that point, another one, you know. Even at that point, if you're like, oh, I think Stafford's going to win three more, let's just say, which would be crazy, uh, you 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 would wait until two months after to buy it, right? Like, don't buy it that night. Uh, lots of reaction. I mean, okay, if you're a Rams fan and they just win, and you really want that Rams autograph from Spectra because they just won, and you want to buy the night of the Super Bowl, whatever, you know, a couple hundred dollars. But if you're buying this for thirteen hundred because you're like, man, I think I can make money on this, just don't do it. <laughs> just avoid it. That's the best advice we can give. Coming up at number two is another football card. This is the 2018 Prism Silver Saquon Barkley PSA 10. Now, I'm a little confused on this one because Saquon hurt for the last couple of years, didn't really play well last year, whatever it was. Uh, and on January 3rd, 2022, is Prism Silver PSA 10. Now, this is a rare card. Pop 25, definitely rare. $775 on January 3rd, 2022. And now fast forward to the next three sales. And the most recent auction just got absolutely crushed on March 20th, 2022. I was sold on eBay. Maybe there was a weird ending time. Maybe it was like the night of some big March Madness game or something. I don't know, but sold for $224, down 71%, similar to the Stafford. But I think in general, Nate, this kind of has to do a little bit with the football card market. There's a lot of football cards that were on the drop list. And if you saw all those Joe Burrows explode in price, after this Super Bowl, you know, ended and stuff up until the end of the quarter, they, I didn't see any Joe Burrow cards between $100 and $2,000 are up in the top trenders. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, it makes sense. Football is the furthest thing from people's mind right now. We don't have the NFL draft is coming up, but it's not here yet. Um, free agency happened, I guess. True. But so that, that usually goes pretty quick. NFL free agency usually happens within like a five day stretch and it's just. Everyone gets their signings out right away. Um, and then you don't you have March Madness happening, spring training for baseball happening, uh, NBA season winding down. So there's a lot to uh, soccer happening. Premier League, say, Champions stuff, League right? and World Cup qualifiers. Formula One starting. Yeah. Uh, golf is golf is happening. I saw tennis on the TV the other day. So like there's tons of sports happening that are not football and nothing newsworthy happening in football currently until the draft so you know just farthest thing from people's minds i should point out that uh what you said is right about free agency and there were well there was a lot of movement in the free agency market as we'll see uh coming up on our top five best investments of 2022 quarter one but i i feel like you're right like anyone that just was like completely out of people's sight in mind i guess i guess wait saquon barkley uh has not done so well uh, can I just take a brief moment to say how crazy it is to me that Saquon, $800, huge price, number two overall pick, people super excited about him, and to this point, he's pretty much been a bust, right? Same with, like, a Leonard Fournette. These guys that are, like, the greatest running backs in college history, this and that, and we got to spend huge on them. And then you get somebody like Jonathan Taylor, who is actually one of the best college running backs in college history, but... Teams are like, nah, we're not going to spend a first-round pick. So the Colts give a second-round pick, and they are reaping the absolute benefits 
I think it would be, I think you'd still be reaping the benefits if you used a high pick on Jonathan Taylor, but it would be a lot less than if you're using a second round pick. I still can't believe that teams passed them in the first round completely. I mean, Clyde Edwards Alaire was the first running back pick in that draft, but whatever. Passed it. So happy he's on the Colts because it's a perfect situation. Our first basketball card on this list, Russell Westbrook, Topps Chrome Base, PSA 10 rookie. Not sure this is going to come as a surprise to anyone uh, given how bad the Lakers are, how bad Westbrook's been, and how much media, you could say, hate he's been getting. Uh, and along with the rest of the Lakers team, honestly, because they are now out of the playing tournament. They're in the 11th seed now in the West. Nate, have you looked at the Lakers schedule to end the year? It's pretty hard, right? They realistically have one game that they could win, which is like against the Pelicans. Like every other team, Mavericks, Suns, Nuggets, uh, Warriors, who they can maybe beat, I guess. Well, the Warriors them. are 6-11 and 11 since the All-Star break. So I mean, they've been terrible since Curry's the been Pistons. out. Stuff. The Pistons, 7-11 since the All-Star break. The Warriors, 6-11. and 11. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Cade's been playing really well, but remember when he was a bus, Nate? I do. I do. When we were when we were like three games into the season and everyone's like, oh, Cade, I knew it. Shouldn't have spent the first overall pick on him. Such a bust. Yeah, we're, what's Jalen Green doing right now? I haven't checked in in a while, but I know he wasn't doing that hot to begin the year. Makes me so grumpy. Makes me <laughs> grumpy even thinking about it. I know, but back to this Westbrook PSA 10, right? It's not a high pop PSA 10. There's only 124, tough card to grade, nice set from 2008 Topps Chrome, not very overprinted printed at all. But towards the end of the year, last year, and at the first of the year this year, people are spending like $1,500 or $2,000 on this card. Lakers have been so downhill since then, especially since the All-Star break. Um, LeBron was out last night against the Mavericks, and they got just worked, but 1500 to 510 to 486, and now at 501, the last sale on March 21st. I know we talked about this in our live stream. Uh, I think it was the exact same card two weeks ago. But at this point, man, I don't know. I don't know what to do with any Westbrook cards if you own them, like an exquisite patch auto, which is a, it used to be like a five figure card. Uh, I just have, I'm at a loss here. All I know is that this card's at a loss too in its entire market. You know what's interesting to me is that what? usually, Guy goes to a playoff contending team like this. The Lakers market goes up. People are excited. Should be a really good move for his card market. With Westbrook, it's like leaving the Wizards was the worst thing that happened to his card market because on the Wizards, you had no zero like expectations. He could have done whatever he wanted. He could have had a terrible year. Nobody would have paid attention. He could have put up empty stats and he could have propped up his market still but you go to the lakers where there's a microscope on you constantly and uh terrible outcome for him nate did you see i don't know if you saw it's probably not but someone at the beginning of the year before the season started bet ten thousand dollars that the lakers would miss the playoffs for a payoff for of 160k <laughs> and at the time obviously everyone in the comments is like just give me the ten thousand dollars instead type of thing mm -hmm. but uh I don't. I also don't know if missing the playoffs means missing the playing tournament in general, or not making the one through eight seed after the playing tournament. I'd imagine it'd be not making the one through eight seed because you would think a ten thousand dollar bet on that would return like five hundred k if it was like, you know, one through ten not getting in yeah. any of the top ten. Uh, so, but just just crazy to see where expectations were. I always thought that this team was going to be terrible. Uh, mixing these interesting combinations both well you had rajon rondo and carmelo and russell westbrook old lebron 
I mean, injured AD, tons of old guys, injury prone guys. They got rid of all their young Josh Hart and Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma's in the past couple of years. And it's just, whew. dude, their road to recovery is looking really bad too. Like yeah. really bad. Yeah. Cause who knows? Maybe AD and- wants to go, like you said in past episodes, he might have to start new, you know, to revitalize his career. Yeah, and LeBron point, might leave. leave. What do you say? LeBron might leave. Yeah, LeBron might leave. They lost all their picks. They lost all their picks, and they have all this wasted money in Westbrook at $45 million a year to end up in potentially the 11th seed. So not surprised at all by this drop. It's very obvious. Our fourth one on the worst list here is the Tom Brady 2014 Prism Silver PSA 10. Now, Nate might be sitting here like just so excited because for – so much time it was any Tom Brady card, any silver, any year, any this, any that was just like going up in price. You know, probably the peak of that Tom Brady non-working market was probably that 2018 Prism Silver PSA 10 that's over 25K. Another one selling this Sunday in the weekly auction on PWCC and every single sale has dropped by like two to five thousand dollars since the previous one. This isn't the 2018, this is the 2014, but this card's now down to nine hundred dollars. It's a pop 48. It started at 2600 on January 17th, and now it's dropped down to 900, which is a loss of around 66 percent uh, around there. And every single sale pretty much has just dropped from the previous, except for a little increase from uh, the 16th of February to the 17th for whatever reason. But I think Nate finally the market's correcting itself on this, like they did on basketball, like with Luca and stuff. There's only so long you can hold up cards that. Once the people want them, you know, like let's say the group of people that want to get all these silver PSA 10s gets them, where, where are the other buyers? Yeah. There aren't, and there probably aren't any too many people that actually care about the card. Like, would you sit there, if this was an Aaron Rodgers card, would you sit there with a 2014 Prism Aaron Rodgers silver PSA 10 and say, you know what? I love this card so much, I'm going to keep it for the rest of my life. No, dude, I saw so many different Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers like Prism 2014 cards sell in the last in the past few PWCC weekly auctions. And my eyes automatically go to like the 2002 Brett Favre X Factor Gold. Like that's when I'd be like, I can keep that for the rest of my life. Or like, and, you know, Brett Favre Auto number uh, 25 that sells for like 300 bucks. Like there's, there's no, there's like, in my opinion, there's very little collectability with these cards. Uh, even if it is a pop 48 silver, which is rare in comparison to like the pop 500s or something, where it popped 250 from 2017. But let's remember, uh, we've talked about before, you know, Fanatics takes over, gets the NFL or NBA license. And there's only so many cards that are going to come out on top through the Panini era. And I don't think it's going to be something like this. What about you, Nate? Uh, me neither. I've said it for a long time. And I'm, I go so far as to say I also think 2012 is not going to fare well in the Fanatics era. And I know probably 95% of you disagree with me on that. But I'm, uh, I, I guess I'm just I'm I, doubting how much people will actually look back fondly on Prism once they have top scrubs. <laughs> I uh I'm not like disagreeing with I'm not I don't want to say I'm one of the 95 percent thing I strongly disagree with here even if it's like 75 percent whatever, uh but there's certain cards from that 2012 Prism line that I think will do well. Is it the base cards? Is it every single NFL star that ever existed? I don't think so at all. Probably a select few will do well. I really think that you can switch manufacturers, you can switch providers, whatever you want to call it, new brands. 
But what's always going to stick, even true today with upper deck cards, is like the on-card auto patches. Those always last, don't they? Everyone would always even want like Prism a... Prism doesn't have that. What do you say? Prism doesn't have that. That exactly my point <laughs> is that you really get, you know, gold's out of 10 from Prism, I'm sure are going to last. Not every single card out there from 2012. I agree with you, mate. What about Prism Silvers 2012? There's only a couple colors, right? Gold, oh, silver, green. Yeah, so in, in uh, basketball, there's, you know, silver, green, and gold. I think all those colors will last in basketball. In football, there was like a red die cut of Brady, okay. and then there's a silver, and then a green, and a gold. Um, I think that I think any parallel from 2012 Prism will last. I think the base won't. Um, but the further you get along, the more that trails off. Like I don't think this 2014 Prism Silver PSA 10 Brady is a wise investment at all. Number five on the list, we've got the cryptocurrency PSA 10 chosen by yours truly, Nate. Nate, we're looking at like a a really big minus 65% drop here in the last six or three months. Sorry, in the first quarter. It's at $280 now. What's your thoughts on any future prospect of this card? And also check out this pop graph. Jumped high in 2022. Yeah, but once like, the once the price. I I don't know how many how many people you think sent these in at 17 dollars a card. Very or how few. many people saw that it was 800 dollars and said I gotta spend 100 150 dollars to grade this. I think that what you're saying is right. A lot of people spent like 100 bucks to get this graded. Given it's 800, you probably bought it for what five dollars or something as a yeah. base. Um, now it's pop 514. I foresee more PSA tenses. Maybe not a ton more, given that. They work through maybe a lot of those are graded a hundred dollars, but I don't know. I I don't have any affinity for this card. And I think most card people probably aren't looking to buy a card of a cryptocurrency. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. I think I like the card because it's weird. Alan Ganter has a lot of weird stuff, and it's it's right up their alley of weird, right? But I like weird when it's when it's cheap. Like the egg card. The egg card being expensive was ridiculous. The <laughs> cryptocurrency card being expensive was ridiculous. Um, a fun little card to remember the times when you pull it and maybe see it in like 30 years in a box or something. But spending, even spending 35 on a raw is absolutely insanity. That's what I was going to say. You know, the raw is like 35 bucks compared to 300 for a PSA 10. So all, all things considered, you're like, oh, maybe $5, you'd say? Yeah. Got you. So now moving on to the best investments of 2022 Q1. We've got a Russell Wilson 2012 BGS 9.5 here. Nate, talk us through why this thing might have gained value in this year. Um, well, everyone knows. And for most of these cards that you're about to see, you can kind of figure out the reason. And the reason is player moves. New fan base is excited about player that they weren't excited about before. And everyone has to get their hands on the new quarterback. And Denver area is big. Denver Bronco fans are passionate. I've met quite a few. They are all extremely passionate about their team, even when they stink. And uh, getting a quarterback like Russell Wilson at his age of 33, instead of either the young, the Tim Tebow's, the um, uh, Osweiler's, you know, the, uh, Drew the dude they just traded away. Drew Locke. Drew Locke. You know, those types of guys. Or to the other end of the spectrum, Peyton Manning. Now they got somebody in the middle who's really good, like a Peyton Manning, but younger, like, you know, an Osweiler or something. I mean, 33 is still kind of old, but it's not 40. Like Manning. Russell says he wants to play another decade. We'll see if he can do it. I mean, Brady was able to do it. And if Russell takes care of his body, maybe he will too. But we got plus 64% so far in this year. 
not a crazy desirable card in my mind. You know, BGS 9.5 of a top paper base. If it were me, I'd for sure capitalize on this card game value right now. Would you say the same, Nate? Yeah, you brought it up. Not a desirable card, and let you can you can see the power of being traded. Next up is the 2017 Deshaun Watson Select Silver Rookie PSA 9. Now, like Nate said, the trend about moving to a new team. Watson goes to the Browns, gets the most guaranteed money in NFL history. Still mind-blowing to me. But, uh, you know, plus 110% in the first quarter of this year. And I think a lot of these cards on this list, maybe some people have different thoughts on that. If you do, let us know in the comments. I think most of the cards we're about to talk to talk about, Nate, are just instant sales. If you bought them three months ago or more, you know, like I sometimes it's like, hey, this card goes up by X amount and you can foresee more value in the future for whatever reason. Like when I bought my pure Gasly, I'm foreseeing more demand in F1, still on super low supply. Uh, but for this, I, I, I see no reason why to buy this card. Do you think the same? Yeah, it's 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 for starters. It's a boring card. <laughs> yeah. I don't really want a select silver PSA nine ever. So if you have it, you're buying it probably for investment purposes. And if you're making money, get rid of it. I like it. Very quick and to the point. Next up is the 1992 stadium club beam team set. So a lot of people know this from Shaq's rookie card. The PSA 10 is a massive card. We're looking at 100 to $2,000. So it's not going to show up here, but there are multiple beam team insert PSA 10s. They increased like over 100% in the last quarter. Glenn Rice is the first one, plus 218. Yeah, Clyde Drexler, plus 164. Uh, Patrick Ewing, plus 155. Robinson, plus 142. Barkley's plus 60, so a little lower. Um, some of these guys are on $500, like Barkley and David Robinson and Patrick Ewing. Clyde Drexler and Glenn Rice, for obvious reasons, are a little bit lower. Clyde Drexler, 360. Glenn Rice, 255. Just has to do with how good of NBA players they were. Uh, but an interesting one to say the least. Like, I don't know exactly if you got a big collector scooping up these as they are decently rare. Like, if you look at the Patrick Ewing, you know, Pop 45, that kind of falls in line with the Brady 2014 Prism Silver PSA 10. Uh, you look at the Dave Robinson plus 44, Charles Barkley plus six, or not plus, sorry, 62 PSA 10s. Dave Robinson was 44 PSA 10s and Clyde Drexler 47. So they're all in that 40 to 60 range. Uh, Nate, do you think that this has to do with maybe the interest in in older basketball cards compared to some of the newer basketball cards that are coming out or is this just a interesting quarter where maybe someone is trying to either build a set or just scooping up the cheap ones um well for starters is there only 1992 stadium club beam team <laughs> you're saying like is there another year of beam team efforts yeah. well on at least in carlair's index i think they only have nine Ooh, oh no, they there got three. so there is a 93 with Shaq right there all right, so because it's just 1992, that's moving up here. Though, is there 1992 that's moving down? Uh, I was going to look at that, too. There are a few that are on their way down. Carl uh, Malone kind of went, you know, 186 January 3rd to 405 on February 13th, and now 126 on the uh, 13th of March here. And then you've got Sean Kemp, which is also going through a similar thing. So very, you know, likely possibility is that Maybe said set collector already has these two. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that there was probably just a couple collectors duking it out that wanted this specific set, and a lot of the cards that they needed came up for sale. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it in the last three months, you have two sales on Clyde Drexler, you've got three sales on Patrick Ewing, yeah. you've got two sales on Glenn Rice. Right? It's not like that. There's like five to ten of these things selling in three months, which makes sense. 
PSA 10 pop 40 to 60. You're not going to have that many, but uh, I'd agree. So just an interesting thing to see is that beam team PSA 10 is one of the, if you had them best things to sell, uh, presuming that you would want to make some profit. Next up on the list is 1992 sports illustrated SI for kids. Mia ham. I picked this card cause I thought it was interesting. It's up and it's up pretty significantly 156% or 157%. You can see that there. It's only a pop 44, which obviously makes it rare. But this seemed like the type of card to me that, wow, it started pretty low from where they started tracking it. Um, this seems like the type of card to me that was super high priced and would have dropped. And so I was kind of surprised to see a rise on something as random as a 1992 Sports Illustrated for kids. And sure enough, it did rise and it rose drastically. You can see Aaron pointing that out there, 37.50 for the highest price. And then it dropped, and the lowest price there was $702, I believe. If you go over one more, $702 on March 7th. And now it's popping back up, and no real explanation for that one. Um, very, uh, very, But very interesting to me to see a card like this that seems like it already had its day, and now it's just going to stay low, creeping back up a little bit. Here's, here's my thoughts on why this might be. Uh, one... Maybe there's just some USA excitement with the World Cup qualifiers going on right now. Possible. But if you look at this pop graph, you know, 25 on April 29, 2021, it goes up to 43 by February 3rd, you know, a month, two months ago. Since February 3rd, there's been one added. Hmm. There's a good possibility that everyone that graded these bought them for super cheap as raw, you know, from the SI for kids tear outs, and maybe they got lucky and hit a nine because there's been like 20 added in like eight months they start selling them all and then they bomb out 702 none might be up for sale because someone bought them all and then the next sales people want the card and they see that it's not gaining pop anymore so they pop them for 1800 given it used to be a three thousand dollar card that's my best explanation why i don't know if it's true but that's what i foresee but also i guess that's good to show that at some point cards can be really expensive and then they can drop a lot and then maybe they get some resurgence at some point I'd say for certain cards, it's unlikely, but other cards like this, where it's still pretty rare, it's very yeah, likely. 44. That's rare. For our last card on this list, for the top five gainers of quarter one 2022, we have Marcus Mariota, PSA 10 here, 2015 Prism-based rookie. I'm going to just go out right now and say this is the number one sell on the list. Uh, I don't know what everyone else thinks who's watching this or you, Nate, but if you can make... $207 in profit. Oop, that's all time. Sorry. If you can make $182 in profit, 423% gain in less than two months, $43 up to $225 because it gets a starting position for the Falcons who are in rebuild mode, who don't have a long-term option for quarterback. I'm selling that thing all day, every day of the week. Me too. I am kind of curious though. Obviously, the Falcons haven't been a very good team, but I feel like Marcus Mariota showed flashes and then never really got an opportunity. So, we'll yeah, see. I mean, he did show flashes, right? I mean, the Titans replace him. He goes to the Raiders. He's a backup for Derek Carr. Hasn't started a game since 2019. Came in and did some running plays for them last year, I remember. Who knows? Maybe he does awesome. Maybe he does awesome. But even if he does awesome and they're not winning, which I would be hard-pressed to believe that they will be winning, although the NFC, or the, the NFC South isn't super strong, other than I guess the Buccaneers with Brady well, back. Brady's back. So but let's just say outside of that. Could you um, imagine if Brady wasn't there? Oh, very weak. Very, very weak. Though people forget 
Jameis and the Saints were five and two before he got injured. They were, and they were. He was actually playing pretty well, so it would have been interesting to see uh, how they would have finished the year out. I'm sure they would have ended up in the playoffs because they just missed it, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, Marcus Mariota, top trending card of quarter two or quarter one, 2022, and this was actually the top trending card two for our parameters uh, under two thousand dollars, over a hundred dollars. Buy, sell, up to you. My opinion, it's a sell. So for the top five selling cards of 2022 quarter one, we are going to look at the sales history tab here on CardLayer Pro. It combines like 30 million different sales, uh, 3 million different verified sales. It's quite the quite the tool, man. I can see everything here, and it's really awesome. So here we go. It's filtered by just January 1st, 2022 up until today. So we know it's only quarter one. The top three sales are all Tom Brady championship ticket autos numbered out of 100. We have a BGS9 that sold private sale for $3.8 million, which is the uh, biggest sale of the year so far. And then BGS 8.5 that sold for 2.3. And then another BGS 8.5 that sold for 2.04. So some big $2 million plus dollar sales there on the Brady's. Uh, I'm going to combine those together and say it's like kind of like one card since it's all the same as that card, just different grades. And then at number two, we've got the $2 million Kobe PMG sale. This was a private sale via PWCC. Uh, brokered by our guy Brock and then one of his uh, other sales reps. $2 million there, green PMG of 10. Absolutely beautiful card. Uh, the highest copy, graded copy in existence. It's over $2 million via private sale. And then we've got the LeBron James here, 03 Exquisite. This is the rookie patch auto numbered out of 99. PSA 8.5, sold for $1.6 million. I rounded up there. Uh, obviously a huge card, one of the biggest modern cards ever made. And then we have a 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle rookie PSA 8 that sold for $1.56 million through Heritage Auctions. We're going to skip past this uh, BGS 8 championship ticket of Brady, combine it with the other uh, one because it's the same card, $1.4 million for a BGS 8. Same here with the LeBron, a BGS 8.5, sold for $1.392 million. And then this is going to be our last on the list is this Pele, Alif and Bouldergay, this is the PSA 9. It's one of only six copies in existence. I think five, it's six, but it's either five or six, five or six. And it's sold by a rally buyout for $1.3 million, which is the most expensive soccer card grade or soccer card sale of all time. So it's a very important sale for the soccer card marketplace. And there we have it. Those are the top five sales of the year so far. Uh, not, not really much different than normal. Those Brady Championship tickets are really the biggest football cards ever made. Obviously, it's the most expensive football card ever to sell. And then a green PMG of Kobe, one year after his rookie year, the first PMG uh, Metal Universe set, huge deal. LeBron RPA, uh, exquisite, always going to be at the top. And the same with Mantle, PSA 8. So not much different, not much of a difference from normal, but just more sales cashing in on those cards, which really goes to show you might have had a lot of people that bought these things at really low points because they sell so frequently. It'd be hard to believe someone who spends $2 million on Brady would go and try to instantly flip it for like 2.5 or something like that. But uh, just very, very common trends here with the highest selling cards in 2022. This Sunday, we are already on to the weekly auction number 11, our uh, FlipQuest 2022 number 11 episode through the PWCC weekly auction. And as you can see here, we've got a ton of Pokemon cards. Well, we don't, but... People have Pokemon cards that are coming in for bids, but obviously we'll be looking at the sports cards here. And there are a couple things ending this week that we want to point out. We did not have anything selling last week's episode. Uh, we only bought a couple cards. Walker Beeler Auto 9.5, hoping it's a big year for the Dodgers. And a Jerry Judy Prism uh, Blue Shimmer PSA 9, number dot 25. Nate, you really excited about that one that we got last week? Yeah, you put a good quarterback with some of those wide receivers. I'm expecting big things.
Also, I got my one of my uh, kind of I'd say like Wisconsin Badger Grail cards. I got 2015 Top Scrum Super Fractor Auto, uh, Auto RPA number dot one of one PSA ten of my guy Melvin Gordon. So I'm gonna I got that actually already shipped to me. It's gonna go up uh, in my house in a in a showcase shelf, which is gonna be really cool. But for the cards ending this week, I have two cards I want to watch, and they're actually the same as that card, just different grades. So PSA nine Luka Doncic Orange Refractor Auto number dot twenty five. PSA 9's at $3,000, and then a raw one, but in the Panini Redemption sealed case, the customer service case, uh, it's at $2,100. So right now, pretty you know close in price, not super close in price, but I just want to see what happens, how much I sell for, because the last sales history in March, 20, on March 27th, which was just the other day, um, a, the different pose of the one with the customer service tag sold for $9,600, the raw one. But back in November, which is a long time ago, a BGS nine of the one that's selling right now sold for eleven thousand nine hundred. So that doesn't really tell us a whole lot because the sales are too far apart. But I'm just curious to see how much more PS nine sells for. In my opinion, it should sell for at least a thousand dollars more. Will it? I don't know. We'll have to see. And then Nate, scroll down a little bit, and then we have yours here. Yeah, and so mine is the Otani Tops Finest uh, Orange Wave Refractor Auto BGS nine five rookie. I find this interesting because obviously it's a beautiful card, number 25, but it is top's finest. Um, and uh, if this was a Bowman Chrome Orange Wave rookie auto, right, that would be astronomically priced. And I'm curious as to what you can get because it's on card. It's a nice card. It's on card. It's a rookie. I'm curious as to what kind of discount you can get this for compared to a nice Bowman Chrome auto. And if you can get it for a major discount, I definitely think it's worth it can i can i sauce you a, a little tidbit of information here yes so i'm looking right now on carlera sales history and i don't think that there is a true orange auto out of this i think that the orange wave is the orange auto numbered out of 25 oh or at least it's it's the only one that's numbered out of 25 maybe an orange is like for some reason out of like 15 or 10 which I, I i'm not really confident about that i guess i can search orange too but nope all i'm seeing is orange wave uh, so it is kind of like, I guess, the big orange in this set. And last August, it was like $6,000, then went to $7,600 at the height. And now the last sale was March 18th, 2022 for 6500 So it should sell somewhere in that range. But if you bought this, June 18th of 2020 was $620. Oh. I think he was, wasn't he injured that year? 2020? Or that was like the COVID year, so. Yeah, that was the COVID year. Yeah, it would have been an incredible buy. Uh, and then I want to go really quick, speaking of baseball, and check out the card that we actually have selling this week for our FlipQuest 2022. So this week, we have one of our bigger cards we've bought that is selling uh, through the PWCC Weekly Auction. We bought it one of the first few back in February, I think it was early February. And this is the Vladimir Guer Guerrero Jr. 2021 Finest Flashbacks Auto number 25 PSA 10. I believe it's a population one of one, as it says there, uh, which is a good thing for us when selling it and it's already at 375 or $370 before the buyer's premium and we bought this for 552 back on February 6th uh, I actually have it marked here and uh, I'm pretty confident that's a pretty strong start that was when the baseball lockout was going on Nate give us a prediction on what do you think we could maybe see for a sale on this card we have going Ooh, with some spring training going on right now and we're getting close by the time this sells we'll be like Four days away from opening day. I'm gonna go with uh, 725. Nice. No, I, I was gonna say 700. So we're pretty close. There, we'll see. Uh, 
if it's between us or over us, whatever it is. But either way, would really like to see for sell for 700. Have some good things working for us, so I think it will. Yeah, me too. Don't forget this Sunday, we have the Flip Quest 2022 episode number 11. It's going to be live stream on YouTube right where you're watching this video. It's going to be at 9.45 p.m. Eastern time. Join in. We'll give away a slab. We'll have fun. We'll talk about the market. We'll do some bidding. Uh, very excited, and we hope to see you there. And don't forget, get all of your qualifying bids in on the PWCCMarketplace.com auction platform so you can bid in the extended bidding window. What is up, everybody? It's Zach from at Premier Soccer Investing coming at you with yet another Slap Socks FC YouTube video. Let's get into it. First, Brendan Aronson wants to complete the move that he almost made in the winter and go to Leeds United, follow Jesse Marsh there, play for an American in the Premier League. I really like this move for him. I think his game is very suited to the Premier League due to how aggressive he is in his pressing, his strength of running at people on the ball. And even though he's skinny and small, he's a lot stronger than he looks, and I think he will tear it up in the Premier League. And it would be great to see an American playing under an American manager and give him that final push he needs to hopefully make the U.S. World Cup roster uh, in Qatar at the end of this year. Moving on. Good Morgan news for U.S. fans. Weston McKinney is progressing in his recovery from his foot injury much faster than expected and could return for the end of the season, which also is huge for Juventus as they seek to cement that Champions League spot for next season. And then this is an interesting one. I think this will have a little bit of reverberations in the card market. If FIFA does expand World Cup squads from 23 players to 26, I think we will see more young talents more young players get onto the backs of these rosters and once you're in the squad who knows what can happen you could get on as a substitute score goal and then next thing you know you're blowing up i think this is very good for a lot of young players out there especially for really strong national teams like the young english players young french players young german players that are in and out of the squad but that Three more player expansion could be the difference between them playing in the World Cup and them watching it from home. And then this is a really cool one to see. The world record attendance for a women's football match was set uh, earlier this week with a Barcelona beating Real Madrid 5-0 in El Clasico. 91,553 people came and watched this game. Women's soccer is growing, and with that will come growth in the women's soccer card market. And this is just continuing a trend that we've seen for the last couple of years and that I expect to continue to see for the coming years. The moving on to World Cup qualifying. So Portugal played North Macedonia, the, the country who upset Italy with a spot on the World Cup on the line. And Bruno Fernandes was the hero for this one, scoring a brace to send Portugal back to the World Cup and to send Cristiano Ronaldo back to the World Cup and what could very well be in his final World Cup. That means the two goats, the two greatest of this generation are going to be in Qatar for the World Cup and what will probably be both of their final World Cups, but this is great to see them both make it back to the top of the world stage and to make one last run at winning the Copa Mundial. And then this was a huge one. Senegal playing Egypt, Sadio Mane versus Mo Salah, spot in the World Cup on the line here. And in penalties, Mendy, and with a little bit of help from a laser pointer, and Mane defeat Salah, who missed this penalty to go to the World Cup. And what does this mean for Mane? We've already seen a jump in his card market. I mean, off the back of this, 
when we look at his 2018 uh, Silver World Cup prison, PSA 10, his card up almost 27% in the last month, up $20 from $75 to $95. Senegal is going to be a dangerous team. They're the reigning champions of Africa. They have some very, very good players on that team. Mendy and goal, Mane, Koulibaly. They have a bunch of players who play and start for big teams in Europe. And watch out. They could be that first African team to, to make a run to the semifinals or beyond. And if they are to do so, Mane is obviously going to be leading the charge. And we're going to see some huge things coming for his card market if that were to happen. And then so here's the teams qualify for the World Cup so far. Qatar, obviously, they're hosting. Then Germany went through qualifying easily. You have Denmark and Christian Eriksen there. Brazil's looked really great in their qualifying campaign. Belgium, France, Croatia, Spain, of course. And Serbia and Switzerland getting in, too. England's there as well, as long as the Netherlands. Argentina looked very good, too. And what could be Messi's last hurrah with them. Then you have Iran, South Korea, Saudi Arabia, and Japan coming out of Asia. Then Ecuador and Uruguay rounding out South America and then Canada for the first time in 36 years are going to be in the world cup. They have some young talented players on that team too. That could really make it run. Tejon Buchanan, Jonathan David, Alfonso Davies, obviously and Ghana's back in the world cup defeated Nigeria. Pretty big upset there. Senegal, Portugal, as I said before, the Lewandowski in Poland were able to defeat Sweden, Zlatan and Kulusevski, Sweden to make the world cup. And then you have Tunisia, Morocco and Cameroon. Rounding out with uh, only five more places left for, for grabs, and that'll all be uh, settled shortly with the World Cup draw for the groups coming this Friday, which should be a massive event in Qatar. But as always, there's always going to be teams missing the World Cup, and some big players are going to be not in big players and big countries are not going to be in this one. You have Arturo Vidal in Chile, Chile, Mosala in Egypt, Verade, Chiesa, and Signe in Italy. Oshiman and uh, Nigeria not in. Alaba is not in there as well. Luis Diaz in Colombia. Riyad Mars in Algeria lost in a heartbreaker. And then Zlatan, obviously, in what probably was going to be his last World Cup, did not make it as well, unfortunately. And then the best result of this week, at least for me, was the U.S.'s romp against Panama, winning 5-1 in a must-have game for the U.S. men's national team. Christian Pulisic Absolutely fantastic throughout that match, scoring a hat-trick, two penalty kick goals, and a goal that reminded everyone of the great Dennis Bergkamp. Cross a little bit behind him, takes it down, megs the oncoming defender and just coolly slots it in to complete that third goal. What a brilliant performance from him. Also, Walker Zimmerman and uh, – Miles Robinson, again, getting the job done. The U.S. is still undefeated with that center back pairing. Luca De La Torre looked very, very good for the U.S. in midfield as well. And then you still have – we're missing McKenney in that game. Reynos coming off an injury. No Brendan Aronson as well. This U.S. team is going to – I really believe is going to surprise a lot of people in the World Cup. Assuming they make it, all they have to do – is lose by five goals or less to Costa Rica or win or draw, and they are in the World Cup. And that game will be going on about an hour after I finish recording this video. But, yes, the U.S. is going to be in the World Cup. They did the qualifying banner a bit prematurely, but they will be in. And like I said, this team will surprise a lot of people. This is a team that plays their best in the biggest games. This was a must-win pressure cooker home game. 
probably their best performance of qualifying. The two finals against Mexico earlier in the summer. This is a team that loves the big moment, loves the spotlight, and every game in the World Cup is like that. Also, I think this is a team that can really play up to the level of some of these elite uh, national teams in the world. But just saying, this U.S. men's national team, they're young, they're aggressive, they're competitive, they have no fear, and they know how to win big matches. That's a recipe for a team that will make a run in the World Cup, which I really believe will happen, which should lead to some big growth for this player's card market if they were to do so. Obviously, Christian Pulisic, Captain America, uh, scored the hat-trick to send us to the World Cup. This is 2016 Panini Select, uh, base PSA 9. There's about 400 of these 9s and about 200 of PSA 10s, and this card is up just on the back of that one performance, 31.5%, up almost $46 from $144.50 to $190. And this is just a sentiment to the World Cup. Think about what his market's going to do if he put in a performance like this during the World Cup. I've been hammering it for months, and I keep saying it. The buying window is still very much there right now for U.S. men's national team players, if you believe they're going to make a run. And I think they will. And Pulisic is obviously going to be the face of that run. And what could his market reach going forwards? I hate to say to the moon, but I really, truly, truly believe that this U.S. men's national team will make a deep run in this World Cup, and Pulisic will be there. He'll be scoring goals. He'll be providing assists. He'll be the face of the team to the media, to the U.S. market back home, which is what drives the car market. And again, the World Cup, most watched sport in the world, brings in casuals who would generally not be watching soccer into watching soccer for the World Cup, and that would bring people who are generally not in the soccer card market into the soccer card market. And what are the names that they know? They know Pulisic, the quote-unquote LeBron James of soccer. It's that meme. They know Messi. They know Ronaldo. They know Mbappe. These are the guys that are going to have their markets take off in the World Cup, and these are the guys that I think there's a lot of room for growth and a lot of opportunity on in the next couple months leading up into this World Cup. As always, the data and card charts provided by Card Ladder. It's going to do it for this week. Thank you, everyone, so much for watching this episode of the Weekly Slab. This is number 17. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you got some info out of the top five investments, both best and worst of the year, highest selling cards, and some Slab Stocks FC. So thank you, everyone, for watching. Please like and subscribe, and look out for the Weekly Slab number 18 next week.